this is Charlottesville Tomorrow. Charlottesville Tomorrow is a nonprofit organization engaging the public on critical quality of life issues so we make informed choices for our community's future. Visit us on the web at seavilletomorrow.org. On November 7, 2017, voters in the city of Charlottesville go to the polls to elect their representatives to two seats on the Charlottesville City Council. This recording is Brian Wheeler's October 4, 2017 interview with independent candidate Paul Long. Other candidates in this race include independent John Edward Hall, Democrat Heather Hill, independent Kenneth Wayne Jackson, Democrat Amy Lawfer, and independent candidate Nakia Walker. Mr. Long, thank you for participating in this interview with Charlottesville Tomorrow. The complete audio recording and written transcript for this interview will be available online. Information from this interview will be used in the compilation of the nonpartisan voter guide being produced by Charlottesville Tomorrow. Charlottesville Tomorrow does not endorse any candidates, and our goal is to provide information to the public so they can make an informed vote on issues primarily related to land use, transportation, public education, and community design. As you are aware, the first two questions you will be asked have been provided in advance. For the others, you have been provided only the topic in advance. All City Council candidates will be asked the same questions. We ask that you keep these questions confidential until all candidates have been interviewed. Each candidate will be provided an opportunity to review the excerpt selected for the voter guide before its publication. Are you ready to start? Yes, I am. Question number one. Please describe your past experience that qualifies you to be on the Charlottesville City Council. Well, the number one qualification uh, that I would like to express is that for 11 years, uh, when I was residing in, in, in Philadelphia in the immediate suburbs, I served as the official representative of Tenekin Township on the Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Board. And I, I mentioned this because public transportation, I think, is a vital issue. I've been calling for eight years for the city of Charlottesville and the Alamar County to create a regional public transit authority. And uh, so I think I have the kind of unique kind of experience that no other candidate a member of city council has on that issue. I also served for three years as a member of the Tennecom Township Board of Health. For eight years, I was a certified addiction counselor in Philadelphia, and which explains my interest in public health issues. And I will be addressing issues related to that experience later on in the interview. Question number two. What is your top priority for action by the city council if you are elected? Removing Mike Signer as mayor of the city. I think he's incompetent. I think he's a disgrace. I think he's abused his authority, and I believe city council up until a month ago allowed him to abuse his authority as mayor. Question number three. Name both a revenue item and an expense item in the city budget that you're concerned about, and tell us why. Well, the one, one expense item that I'm extremely concerned about is the city giving the landmark hotel a $1 million tax break, which is $1 million that could have been much better spent on other issues such as increasing public transportation and providing further services for the homeless. In terms of revenue, I think the, the recent assessments going up as drastically as they did 
was wrong. You know, when the, some of the assessments went up as much as three, four hundred percent, which you know caused a lot of people's uh, tax revenue, tax rates to go up. That that should, should not have been allowed to, ha to happen. And I think people should be given tax breaks due to that assessments being so high. Question number four. If elected, what will you do to help our community move forward in the aftermath of this past summer's violent demonstrations, and how will you seek to best represent and effectively serve our economically and racially diverse communities? I think one of the reasons why tensions are so high is rhetoric from a variety of sources. I believe that the alt-right and Jason Kessler and people of his elk, uh, their, their rhetoric, rhetoric was extremely damaging. But I also believe that rhetoric on the opposite side, on the left, was also extremely damaging when members of, um, and I'm not going to mention names, but I, you, I saw it on city council where members of the left, you know, made, you know uh, obscene gestures towards people who were opposing them. And, you know, th that kind of behavior on both sides is uncalled for. We need to lower the rhetoric. People can have vastly different opposing viewpoints and still treat each, treat each other with respect and deference. Question number five. City, county, and UVA officials meet regularly to discuss issues of mutual interest as part of the Planning and Coordination Council, or PAC. What is one specific area of cooperation involving the university that you would like to see addressed? I, uh, I, I, I want to call for the University of Virginia to contribute $5 million a year to the general budget of the city of Charlottesville. And I realize that the University of Virginia, besides being a tax-exempt educational institution, is also an agency of the Commonwealth of Virginia. But the 22,000 students that attend UVA, as well as the thousands of, of employees that work for the UVA in the medical center, consume a great number of resources in terms of wear and tear of our roads, use of our, the police facilities, and, uh, and, and also for the enforcement of, of, of law and order on the campus. I think that's a reasonable amount of money to ask the university to give. It's a multi-million dollar operation each year, and even though it's educational and tax exempt, I believe they have a, an obligation to provide for the financial resources of the city. Back in the early 1990s, Mayor Edward Rendell of Philadelphia was able to get the University of Pennsylvania to start contributing a million dollars a year. Now, the University of Pennsylvania was not a state-related institution, but it was certainly a tax-exempt educational institution. And if that, you know, in order to do that, if that entails getting the, uh, the, the approval of the state, state legislature and the General Assembly, I'd be willing to take the effort to do that. Question number six. While there are many areas of city-county cooperation, such as water and sewer services, schools, the airport, and the regional jail, there is currently tension over issues that range from bikes at the Ragged Mountain Natural Area, the subject of a lawsuit, to the future location of Albemarle's court facilities. What do you attribute this tension to, and what will you do to promote mutually beneficial relations? Well, I think one of the major causes was the city council determining what could be done on the Ragged Mountain National Area. Now, that, that facility is located entirely within the boundaries of Albemarle County. 
I believe that Albemarle County has the right to say what can and cannot be done, uh, you know, in that landmass. And I think the city council was out of line, so, you know, going against that. You know, it was a three to two vote. I would try to change that and, you know, and, you know, go along with what the way Albemarle County wants that land use to be, uh, to be used. In terms of the, uh, the, the, the Albemarle County Courthouse, if they want to leave, you know, I say let them leave. You know, that's their prerogative. And I think in terms of uh, cooperation, there has to be mutual respect on both sides, and I'm certainly prepared to give that to Albemarle, the officials of Albemarle County. Question number seven. What would you like to see changed about the way city council and the city manager do business, both at its meetings and outside the public eye? I, I believe that the city council should meet once a week. I believe that the, the provision to have public comments at the beginning of the meeting it should be unlimited. If there's 50 people at the beginning of the meeting that want to address council, I would say let them come up and speak. I would, instead of giving them three minutes, I would give them five to six minutes. I think the, one of the reasons I dislike Mayor Singer is when you have rules and sometimes you have to use your common sense to know when to put them aside. If there's good issues being discussed and people need more time to discuss it, and if that means that the meeting goes to 1, 2, or 3 o'clock in the morning, I think that's part of being a city council member and responsibility is being willing to sit down there and listen to everybody who would like to, to address city council. And I believe the city manager should be allowed to do his job. And I believe that Mayor Singer has a, I was told, has a doctorate degree as well as a doctor of jurisprudence degree. And I don't see how he didn't know that the city manager is the chief official in terms of operating the city government day to day. Question number eight. What is your top transportation priority and how will it be funded? My top uh, transportation priority is the creation of a public transit authority involving both the city of Charlottesville and Albemarle County. And I would also like to invite the surrounding counties and Louisa, Orange, Nelson, and I think there's probably three or four others. I worked for 17 years at the University of Virginia Medical Center, and, and I did an informal survey of people who worked there who lived in the surrounding counties, and I asked them if there was a bus in the morning and bus service in the afternoon to take you to the job, the UVA, and you could use it to go home, 70% of the people said yes, I'd use the bus. So that's the reason I'm pushing for the surrounding counties to be in involved with this. And how it would be funded, uh, you know, and I'm gonna be going back on the Pennsylvania model. The Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority includes the city of Philadelphia and the four surrounding uh, suburban counties. They have a board, the city of Philadelphia, appoints two members to the board, so do each of the surrounding counties. And the state of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania has one board that's appointed by the governor, and that's the governing body of the transit authority. I think we should have a similar setup where the, uh, the UVA has you know, a representative, each of the counties has a representative on the transit authority, and the Commonwealth of Virginia may be having one or two members on the, on the governing board. As far as funding, I believe that each of the counties should, should be responsible for funding the operations within their borders, and I think the Commonwealth of Virginia has an obligation to make an annual contribution as well. Question number nine. What specifically should city council do to promote employment 
and what type of jobs will be your priority? Well, I, th I think that the city has already been good in, 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 in working for workforce development to help people obtain skills to obtain jobs. Uh, I believe we have to diversify the kinds of jobs that are within the city. The young people that are going to high school now that have the talent and the drive to go to continue going to college and pursue higher education, if they become lawyers or accountants or fashion designers, uh, we don't have those types of jobs in the city that once they obtain their degrees, for them to obtain jobs within the city. If they obtain that education, more likely than not, they'll be moving to Richmond or other cities where those kinds of jobs to, uh, exist. And I think uh, the city of Charlotte also have a multitude of job opportunities, and that means uh, us approaching a variety of different types of businesses and asking them to come and locate in the city of Charlottesville. The city of Charlotte, North Carolina, over the last 30 or 40 years, has done an excellent job doing that, and I think we should use them as a model to try to do that here in Charlottesville. Question number 10. Do you support the redevelopment of Charlottesville's public housing sites and Friendship Court to create vibrant mixed income and mixed use neighborhoods without displacement of existing residents? Why or why not? I do support that. Uh, I think we need more public housing in the city. I believe that the Daily Progress recorded that there's over 600 people on the waiting list right now, and a lot of those people have been waiting a very long time. We need more units. One of the things that I am opposed to is the whole discussion with Friendship Court and the strategic development area. What I've read in the papers is that they're going to maintain the existing subsidized units but allow private developers to uh, develop you know, market value units in that area, I'm opposed to that. I think all that area down there that's open, uh, we have very little open land in the city, should be devoted to affordable housing for people on the lower end of the economic scale. Paul Long, thank you for participating in this interview with Charlotte Hill tomorrow. Okay, well, thank you for your time, and thanks for inviting me.